It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Are you called to be a nurse but have a bachelor's degree in another field? Loyola University Chicago has a program for you. Our accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program builds on that degree to help you earn a BSN in 16 months. Choose our classroom-based ABSN that's 100% on campus or our hybrid ABSN that combines online and on-campus learning. Gain outstanding clinical experience. Learn from Loyola faculty. Earn a degree that employers trust. Two options, one great result. Search Loyola University Chicago ABSN. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 95 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. Friday night fireworks with the Houston Astros. For those of you that have been following along, this is part two of a five-part series of our five games in five days. And we are on our second game of the road trip. We just went to Kyle Field in College Station, Texas, and watched Texas A&M absolutely destroy a no-name college team. But we had a blast doing it, and we got onto the field and, and hung out with Timmy Tebow. And now we're going to Houston, and we're going to see the Houston Astros battle the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, say that 10 times fast, uh, in a Friday night spectacular. Rick. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Houston. Let's talk about Minute Maid Park. Let's talk about the Houston Astros history and where they're at today. Rob, it would be my honor and privilege to dive deep into this podcast and the story of us traveling down to Houston for this Friday night fireworks show that was not the baseball game. It was definitely not the baseball game. The Angels handed it to the Astros. I believe they shut them out 3 nothing, courtesies of Mike Trout one of the greatest baseball players of all time from the great state of New Jersey. Jersey. And Rob, we had a little bit of a streak thing going here on our sports road trip. We were coming off, as you said, Kyle field where we literally were on the field. And I know that for you and I, it's always a goal to make it onto the field. And that did not disappoint in Houston we ended up getting out onto the field before the game, which was exciting, but it was courtesies of a tour. Now, 
for all you listeners out there, we've talked about this in the past. We'll reiterate it once more. When going to sporting events, go the extra mile. You're already driving there. You're already paying for parking. You're buying the ticket to the game. You're probably going to get some swag and some food and concessions. Why not go a little bit early, pay $15, $20, and get an all-access behind-the-scenes pass to tour the stadium? And that's what we did at beautiful Minute Maid Park. And it is a beautiful ballpark. Rick, what did you think of the ballpark? All right. So Minute Maid Park, to me, has always been, Rob, one of those stadiums that I just loved playing in when we played video games as a kid. I loved watching it on TV. Minute Maid Park, for me, has definitely got to be in the top 10 stadiums throughout Major League Baseball. And the reason why is because of its unique dimensions of the field. It's got a short porch in left with a very high wall, probably the closest thing to the green monster that you could relate uh, another stadium to. Um, great little CD to area for fans to sit in. And um, that's love, down the love, the, love the short porch. Love the short right. porch. And then it just goes dra- drastically back, like 50 feet straight back to the wall. And then it's got a high wall. That goes around the stadium in center field. You used to have that little hillish area <laughs> with flagpole in center field. I mean, what the heck was anybody thinking allowing that to exist for as long as they did? I think and- they wanted to go old school with like the polo grounds and 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 make it really far out there, but they put a little hill, which is like an obstacle course. And you know, if you're a center fielder, that's a death trap. That's a not that's a sports center, not top 10 play waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. And a torn ACL while, while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then over in right field. It, it, was like, it was like they go, yeah, yeah, most places have a warning track. We're going to put a hill. We're going to put a hill out there. <laughs> yeah, in case you can't see the wall coming, the hill will actually send you up in a trajectory over the wall. You'll actually be able to jump <laughs> over the wall. And, and watch out for that flagpole that we decided to put in the field. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't enough room to put it behind the wall. We decided to put it in the playing field. Anyway, Rob, <laughs> I thought the stadium was really awesome. Of course, one of its biggest features is in the left field area. They have a train up top on this rail station. Um, And it's kind of cool because when a home run happens, a big play before or after the game, the train will actually go back and forth. And uh, it's carrying a lot of oranges, Minute Maid oranges. Get it? Get it? Got it? I got it. I got it. And uh, I just think that is so neat because it was actually built in and around a rail. Are you a pulp guy or no pulp guy? I go pulp. I actually like extra pulp. Throw me an extra pulp. Give me my vitamin. Sick, sick sick man, you. You sick. Oh, yeah. It's almost so thick that you can't even drink it out of a straw. You have to use a spoon. You were disgusting. Growing up, we had like your orange juice and and, and mine and everyone else's orange juice. And you were you would get so upset when there was no pulp there when there was the all the pulp ran out of the uh, pulp uh, orange juice. You were so pissed. The, pulp, the pulp's the best. I mean, look at I grew like eight inches taller than you because of the pulp. Yeah, mine was from that concentrated shit. So yeah. 
Well, we digress here on the Brothers Brand Podcast, but here in episode 95, Rob, let's get this guy back on track. We were on game two of an epic five-game road trip. I still remember Ram Silverman, the godfather, driving that bus down to Houston, and we got there early. We were wearing orange tuxedos. Do you want to talk a little bit about these tuxedos that have now appeared at almost every sporting event possible? Yeah. So, uh, you know, showing up early, the recipe for us getting onto the field all the time, Rick, is like, get there really early, be super outgoing, be super friendly, um, never lie to people and just dress the part. So, uh, you know, we bought these orange tuxedos for $99 online and they have the pants, the jacket, the, you know, the, the vest, uh, the bow ties, we put on white shirts underneath, dress shirts, and then we go and get lapel pins. And I think we got uh, the state of Texas lapel pin and like a Houston Astro one. Uh, we got some Houston Astro lanyards. We got some he- orange Houston Astro hats. So we look like dumb and dumber rolling up to the, um, uh, the tour and people were loving our outfits in the tour. And then we came back when, they, when the game actually started. And, uh, but when I say the game started, the game was at probably like seven o'clock. And we were there at like five, five thirty. As soon as the gates opened, and we were walking around, and people thought that we were a part of the Houston Astros. And it also didn't hurt that we had Ram Silverman following us with a camera, snapping photos everywhere, and and uh, Kevin with the video camera as well. So, you know, people were coming up to us, giving high fives and all that. Some adorable pictures of us hanging out. And Rick, I'm actually thinking about it. We were in that short porch hanging out for batting practice right before the game's about to start and people are bombing home runs into the short porch everyone's got their baseball gloves there's probably about a hundred people in this short porch trying to catch home run balls and I go Rick 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 one's coming right at us and it literally like plasters the 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 brick behind us and bounces and you just snag it like (laughs) one-handed I always did have the greatest hands in the league, Rob. And that was that was like a like a warning area. Like that was like danger zone there. No joke. Those balls were coming in hot. Yeah. And if you didn't have your head on a swivel, you were putting your life at risk. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Best hands in the league, man. You snagged it like one-handed. You were just like, you know, uh, you were like Martin Brodor with a glove save. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Well, I remember you were like a politician out there. You were kissing babies and shaking hands. And I was my there, there, was, there was a moment in time that I thought I was running for mayor in Houston. <laughs> I thought I was running for mayor. We had these all access credentials on, Rob, that do you remember they got us into, like we just straight up with a lot of confidence walked right up to the center field TV booth for Southwest AT&T sports desk. And we just ended up sitting out there. We got a couple of good pictures, but we grabbed the microphones. I mean, we looked like we were anchoring sports center at that point. That was great. That was fantastic. I think one person said, I don't think they're supposed to be on there, but we just kept snagging photos. <laughs> it was awesome. And then before the game there, Rob, we went down behind home plate and got a chance to meet with some of their owners. So the owners of the Houston Astros, there's several of them. And uh, one of them was hanging out and chatted it up with them for a little while, ended up getting out onto the field. Rick, he was rocking 
a uh, and shout out to Temple of Doom over here, uh, his son who follows us on Instagram. I'll tag him in this, but uh, he was rocking a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal like Tommy Bahama Houston Astros shirt. Like looked like it had palm trees on it, but it had the Houston Astro logos. And then his shoes, he had like Converse shoes, but they had Houston Astro logos on them. So we started talking about his swag and then he was complimenting us on our swag. And that's what we were doing is we were just going back and forth. In fact, we were taking pictures. Turns out he's one of the owners. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is, Rob. You dress Black the part, guy. you never know what's going to happen. Never know what's going to happen. You show up early, you dress the part, never know what's going to happen. Throw some compliments, be genuine with people, be authentic. And that's what we were that day, Rick. And that, and, you know, we actually met a very special person that we stay in touch with to this day. So I'll take the lead on this one here. And um, before the game got going, we ended up going down towards the field area, staying in and around the dugouts. And uh, they had a in-game host. That's for all you listeners out there, that typical young male or female who's got the microphone and they're in the stands they're interacting with the fans in attendance a lot of times in coordination with the jumbotron for different activities and contests and sponsorship act to activation so um we unbeknownst to us start chumming it up with this woman her name was lauren blackwell I believe she's gotten married since then. Shout out, uh, shout out Lauren Blackwell. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, she was so great. She did a wonderful job. She truly is a great in-game host. And um, we ended up getting a picture. And then she circled back over to us later in the game, probably in like the third or fourth inning. And we're sitting down by the third base dugout doing the scorecards. And she comes over to us, starts chatting it up and um just building a little bit more rapport a little instagram follow here a little dm here and next thing you know we're in touch with the in-game host now where i'm going with this listeners is that you never know where things are going to take you in life and it's always important to stay connected and network well it turns out two years later i happen to be in beautiful west palm beach florida and I was there and saw an opportunity to work part-time for the Houston Astros as their spring training broadcast announcer. Probably the coolest job I've ever had in my life. And it came down between me and another contestant, another applicant, another interviewee. And as the story goes, we reached out to Lauren, made her aware of the situation and she put in a call to the person that was overseeing the application process. And next thing you know, I have the job. And, and what it was, was the situation, Dad? Well, <laughs> quotes from Wedding Crashers. Well played there, sir. Very nice. Very nice. The painting was a gift, God. That's the what I did. That's what I did. I also remember. We'll get, into, we'll get into your Houston Astros uh you know shenanigans and, and experience later because that deserves its own episode but going back to the 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 game at hand uh you know we got a picture with orbit fantastic you know their their mascot uh hilarious mascot kind of 
doesn't rival, but similar to the Philly fanatic in the sense that you don't know what the heck he is. I think you probably have got to put him up there in top five mascots. Of course, the Philly fanatic is number one, the most legendary. Most you legendary. sprinkle in a few others, but I think Orbit's top five. I really do. I think his antics are hilarious and he's very noteworthy. Do you have the jitters halfway through the day from drinking too much coffee? Are you tired at two o'clock after the coffee wears out? Are you ready to take a nap, a midday nap, just to get through the day? Well, not anymore. Brain Fuel was designed from a scientific point of view with function in mind, not by some big wig beverage industry veterans looking to capitalize on trends. Brain Fuel was developed through an authentic desire to give mental athletes the fuel they need to be successful. Use the code BRANT15 on brainfuel.com to receive 15% off your order. That's brainfuel, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L, and use the code BRANT15 for 15% off. Absolutely. Moving along, though. Now we have the game, but before we get into the game, let me give the listeners a little background on the Houston Astros. You ready for this, Ricky? Lay it on me. Okay. So uh, the Houston Astros came around in, in 1962. That's when they first became a franchise. Um, but from there was baseball in the Houston area from 1888, right? 1888 to 1961. That was the Houston Buffaloes, which was a minor league team, okay? Uh, fast forwarding, the Houston Astros become a franchise in 1962, but they're not called the Houston Astros. They put out a contest to the city of Houston to name the team, and for two, three years, they were actually known as the Houston Colt 45s. And Colt 45, it's not your, uh, you know, 40 of beer that you're slugging on a Saturday night. Uh, back in high school, Rick, uh, but <laughs> down by the railroad tracks, <laughs> painted a picture for the fans. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 the gun. It's like the Smith and Wesson, the the Colt forty five, and that was uh, their their team. And they were blue and white. So for two three years, they were the Colt forty fives. Then they became the Houston Astros. Okay, they became the Houston Astros. Um, because Houston is the area where they, uh, you know, they launch rockets and all that stuff. So a little background right there. That's why they became the Astros, something to do with the, with the space. Um, and then uh, they, they moved from one field to, in 1965, they moved to the Astrodome, and that became the great indoors. The Astrodome was like one of the first ever dome stadiums in the country, and, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was groundbreaking for sports to start to move inside, right? Um, they, they were not very amazing in that time. Uh, really nothing notable happened. Uh, in 1971 to 73, they became known as the Boys in Orange. And uh, baseball started to take a turn in the 60s and 70s and different trends of uniform forms were coming out. So the Houston Astra, Astros just put a, 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 an exclamation point on their uniforms and said, we're going to be orange. <laughs> and then they kept the, they, they, 
they kept the trend going in a little bit, but I want to, I want to say that in 1971, they became, uh, they, they became really notable because they made this trade with the Cincinnati Reds back in the day in 1971, where people are still scratching their heads. They still believe that was arguably the worst trade in Major League Baseball history, where they traded away like five players to the Reds in return for three players from the Reds. And we got a crying baby over here. (laughs) No worries. That's the part of doing podcasts on the road, not in the natural domain. But anyway, they made this horrific trade rip like so bad that everybody was like, what is going on in Houston? Houston, we have a problem. And the Reds, that trade ended up propelling the Reds to -to back-to-back World Series titles in the 75 and 76. Like that's how good the trade turned out for the Reds. Um, But the Astros come back uh, on the fashion scene again in 1975 to 79, where they donned, the rainbow uniforms, Rick, which I love the rainbow uniforms. They are known as like some of the most classic baseball uniforms and colleges steal this design. Seton Hall Pirates, Shane McCarthy, shout out, perfect game, Shane McCarthy. Uh, their, their baseball team in Seton Hall, New Jersey, more or less stole the Houston Astros design. And the rainbow was basically, they had like multi- colors running across the chest they had blue pants and like orange seams it was totally funky it was the 70s summed up in a uniform uh anyway uh moving on from that the the houston astros in 1980 that was their first really big notable win they made it to the nlcs it was an extremely hard-fought battle Um, And then the 1986 season rolls around and that's where they make it to the NLCS again, but they go up against the Mets. And uh, this is important because they're playing the Mets. The Mets end up winning and winning the uh, 1986 World Series. But at that time, they set the record for the longest game ever played in baseball history uh, with 14 innings. And in 2005, they broke that record. Uh, They broke their own record by playing 18 innings against the Braves. So kind of cool right there. In 87 to 99, they they were rebuilding the entire time. Uh, They, uh, in in the 2000s, they went to their, they went to their first, they, they, uh, they, outdated the the Astrodome. Uh, They ended up getting a new stadium in 2000, and they ended up getting their first pennant in 2000. I'm going to come up for air, Rick, before I dive into a little bit more of this, but any takeaways from the Houston Astros history? Rob, the Houston Astros history is a very storied history. We are proud to have had one of their greatest pitchers of all time, Steve Sparks, knuckleballer Steve Sparks, on our podcast and man oh man what a great franchise they have been black-eyed and blackballed in recent years because of the cheating scandal that took place in 2019 however prior to that it was a uh, franchise that really had uh, a lot of great history to it Um, several hall of fame baseball players have gone through the organization and uh, a great roster right now let me throw it back to you, Brant. Yes. 
And I'll speed things along here, but in 2005, that was when they won their first pennant and they made it to the World Series and they played the Chicago White Sox in 2005. And that was a great team, Rick. You mentioned a couple of Hall of Famers. Uh, that team was made up of Craig, Craig Biggio, who's in the Hall of Fame, uh, Jeff Bagwell, uh, Lance Berkman, uh, also a Hall of Famer. Uh, and then Roger Clemens as well and Andy Pettit were on that team, both coming over from the Yankees. Unfortunately, they got swept by the White Sox that year and did not win the World Series. Um, however, they had a couple of other great years in between there. And then in 2017, that's when they won their first ever World Series. And that was defeating the uh, they played the Red Sox. They played the Yankees. And then they ended up defeating the Los Angeles Dodgers in six games in Los Angeles. And that's where they won their first World Series. And then in 2000, in 2017, they had 100 plus wins. In 2018, they had 100 plus wins. It was one of the first times in MLB history that two teams have done that. Unfortunately, they've been black eyed because they claim to have been stealing signs with a trash can. It's very unfortunate. Uh, the manager and the, uh, I think the manager and, and another person got fired uh, after the 2018 season in relation to that. Um, you know, it's a bummer. It'll be known as an asterisk, uh, you know, World Series because of that. Uh, and, and but, but now they're proving, and they're, it's not like they've disappeared off the face of the earth. They, they went to the World Series during the shortened season. Um, they, they, lost, uh, they lost in the World Series uh, game seven to the Washington Nationals in 2019. In the shortened season, they were back in the World Series. They're, they're, they're an amazing team, and uh, they're, they're you know, making some moves, making some moves, and, and they're here to stay. And they made the move to the AL. They were in the NL for a long time. They made the move to the NL or the AL. Uh, and they're, they're making it work, making it work. Well, I'll tell you what, Rob, this was all part of an epic five games in five days sports road trip where we got to witness this franchise that you so perfectly have articulated their history. And I would highly recommend all you listeners out there, if you get a chance to get to Houston and visit the Astros to take a tour of their stadium and enjoy a game, particularly on Friday night, because I got to tell you, Rob, I did not know, and I don't know if you knew until it got close to the end of the game, but they started making announcements that, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is firework night here in H-Town, and they proceeded to open the dome after the game was over. You never see that, but we watched the game with the dome closed, and then they retracted it so that they could shoot fireworks off because it was their weekly Friday night celebration every Friday night. During the MLB season, the Astros shoot off fireworks, and it was actually a pretty darn good fireworks show, all things considered. Yeah, it was pretty great. They had music to go along with it. Um, it was a blast. It was, I, I just think back to me, you, and Ram just chilling, watching the fireworks cascade over the Minute Maid, Minute Maid uh, retractable roof, which, you know, you gave your two cents on the stadium. I would definitely rank it top 10 it's probably got to fall in that six, seven range for me. Um, the train's cool. The stadium's cool. The short porch is great. Retractable roof. Again, one of the first 
stadiums to have a retractable roof too back when they created it in the early 2000s so you gotta love that you gotta love that fan accommodations because it gets muggy it gets real humid down in houston and you need that indoor feel well they did a great job building that out and we had a wonderful time but our stay in houston was not over rob because yes friday night we were watching the astros but as all you listeners will hear in our fourth part of this five-part series episode 96 the next day saturday rob we got to enjoy a college football game for the ages it was texas tech and old miss maybe, maybe just maybe there was an impromptu stop in waco texas later that day i'll leave that cliffhanger out there for you to nibble on but for all you listeners i'm rick brandt and i'm rob brandt and we're the brothers brandt thanks for listening Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.